You're listening to the Anesthesia Patient Safety Podcast, the official podcast of the Anesthesia Patient Safety Foundation. We're bringing you the very best from the APSF newsletter and website, as well as the latest information in perioperative patient safety. Thanks for joining us. Patient Safety Podcast. My name is Allie Bechtel, and I'm your host. Thank you for joining us for another show. We are so excited that it is June, because that means that the June 2022 APSF newsletter is here. There is a lot of great content all about anesthesia patient safety, and we are going to be talking about it right here on the podcast. But before we dive into the episode today, you've heard me recognize our corporate supporters on the show, but there's another supporter who is absolutely essential, you. Every individual donation matters so much. Please visit APSF.org and click on the Our Donors heading and consider making a tax-deductible donation to the APSF. We are opening the June 2022 APSF newsletter and turning our attention to a letter to the editor called Sustainable Healthcare Must Be the Next Patient Safety Movement by Jonathan McBride and Matthew Meyer. To follow along with us, head over to APSF.org and click on the newsletter heading. First one down is the current issue. Then scroll down until you get to the letters to the editor section and click on our featured article today. I will include a link in the show notes as well. Did you know that a year ago in British Columbia during a massive heat wave, an elderly patient developed dyspnea and received the diagnosis of climate change? This is the first known patient to receive this diagnosis, but the authors tell us that she will not be the last. The authors give us a call to action up front since inhalational anesthetics contribute significantly to the healthcare sector greenhouse gas emissions, and this is one area that anesthesia professionals may be able to modify their clinical practice and continue to keep patients and the environment safe. Here's the summary of the article. The next patient safety movement is sustainable healthcare. Anesthetic gases make an unacceptably large contribution to healthcare pollution and emissions. This gives anesthesiologists the opportunity to lead in the effort to reduce healthcare's impact on population health. If we can markedly reduce our specialty's emissions, we can demonstrate to entire healthcare sector that sustainable healthcare is possible and important to the well-being of our patients. The authors also provide a guide for anesthesia professionals to be able to work towards a more sustainable healthcare system. Check out figure two in the article. Here are the opportunities that the authors provide. Avoid desfluorine and nitrous oxide unless clinically necessary. Check for leaks in existing nitrous oxide piping. Consider eliminating nitrous oxide piping from new buildings. Consider the use of propofol for general anesthesia. If volatile anesthetics are indicated, use low fresh gas flows to reduce the unnecessary consumption of volatile anesthetics. Advocate for pharmaceutical and medical supply vendors to focus on sustainability and to design products for the circular economy. We hope that you will check out the article, but now we are so excited to hear from the authors of the article. 
McBride and Meyer on the show today. They are so passionate about this topic, so stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to the APSF podcast to Matthew Meyer and Jonathan McBride. I'm actually going to let them both introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about what they're doing in anesthesia now, but we are so excited to have them on the show today and to be able to read their article in the June 2022 APSF newsletter. All right. So to kick off the show today, can you introduce yourselves and just tell us currently what you're doing in anesthesia? Well, thank you, Dr. Bechtel, for the wonderful um, welcome. We're really excited to be here. I am an attending anesthesiologist at the University of Virginia. I work in the main OR and then um, also I'm in the CTICU. Yeah, I'll echo uh, Dr. Meyer's comment of, uh, you know, thanks for so much for having us, Dr. Bechtel. And um, uh, yeah, I'm Jonathan uh, McBride. I'm uh, in this beautiful time period between medical school graduation and the start of residency. Um, so, so right now I do very little, but starting in July, I'll be an anesthesiology intern at the University of Michigan. That's great. What got you interested in the environmental impact of anesthesia in the first place? Well, for me, and I, I think Jonathan will share his story. For me, I've always been in, interested in the world of sustainability and efficiency. It's always been something that's been quite appealing to me. You know, I was Going back and thinking, um, thinking on this, I, I realized that my first job was as an environmental educator, and it sort of ran from there. I taught, um, and and really, like I took a little bit of a pause in residency as I was training, and as I was trying to figure out where my career, specifically in the research field, would go. And I remember just spending a lot of time watching garbage bags fill up as an anesthesia resident, you know, and just sitting there watching them fill up. Uh, you know, along with the vital signs, but just noticing that there was a never ending source of garbage and realizing that like the the world in which I worked was significantly at odds with the ethos that I held about minimizing waste and, you know, and trying to throw out as little as possible. And so it was inside of, um, it was inside of that, that environment that I realized that I needed to jump into um, sustainability in the healthcare setting. And, and then, you know, it, it, it was someone fortuitously handed me this article that I, I'd love to talk about more, but it was McNeil et al. It was published in the Lancet Planetary Health in 2017. And it demonstrated that in two different hospitals, the, of the carbon footprint of the operating room, anesthesia gases were over 50% of the carbon footprint. And then in another hospital, they were only 4% of the carbon footprint. And at that moment, I realized that, like, first of all, there was something very interesting going on. And that as an anesthesiologist, I had a special role in carbon emissions and that there was a way to reduce them. And so that was really sort of, that's the pathway. And then that was really the spark that, you know, got me to jump in with both feet. And don't worry, we will include that link to that article in the show notes as well. So our listeners can check it out too. Yeah. And, and for me, you know, I, so I've always been interested in sustainability as well. I remember learning about climate change for maybe the first time in high school and just sort of 
be informed by the scope of the problem. So I've always sort of brought a sustainable lens to things I've done for years in undergrad that was actually, you know, biomedical research and trying to reduce waste in the lab and, you know, turn all our freezers up 10 degrees. So we use less energy. And then when I got to medical school, I, I, I learned about the climate change, like the health effects of climate change. And um, I really started there, um, you know, and particularly focused on the, the role of emissions that the healthcare system has, you know, up to up to eight to 10% of US health emissions. And I found that just to be really discordant with what we're trying to do of, of taking care of people, and but also doing sort of all this harm as, you know, it's almost like an adverse effect of, uh, of providing care. Um, and at, at Michigan, we actually had a, a climate change and health course. Um, and we had Ben Cloyd, who's an anesthesiologist who was at Michigan and is now at the University of Colorado, come in and just sort of give us an overview about, you know, similar to what Dr. Meyer was saying, you know, just the, the scope of the problem and the scope of impact of, of anesthetic gases on the environment. At the time, I actually thought I was going to internal medicine. So I said, oh, that's interesting. Like those anesthesiologists will, will have to figure that out. Um, but the, the, the next month I, I was rotated on anesthesiology and, and you know, worked with, with Ben and um, you know, sort of at the end of the month, I found it was the right clinical fit for me. And then it was just sort of, it was these, these stars aligning. Like, wait, now I'm that anesthesiologist that's, that's going to have to figure that out. Um, and that's why I started getting more interested specifically in, you know, anesthetic gases and all the, the waste in the OR. Oh, that's so great. But I just remembered the garbage bags just getting filled up and then getting taken away and just feeling so horrified by it, but then having to just push that down because I had to like take care of the patients. And sometimes it felt trying to provide care for our sickest patients and keep them safe. We were having to use the most amount of equipment and thus generate the most amount of trash and waste as well. And so that was, that's always a challenge too. So I also love the title of your article that's coming out too. The next thing that'll be really important for our listeners is why is sustainable healthcare the next patient safety movement? So quite honestly, like in, in our in our bias, you know, we feel like it should honestly be the first patient safety movement, but it's definitely up next. The linkage between um, the linkage between patient health and environmental health cannot be um, uh, overemphasized. Patients who come from unhealthy environments are inherently you know, less likely to be healthy patients. The environmental uh, contribution to overall well-being, mental health, physical health is is just enormous. It's when we talk about you know pollution, we're talking about the air we breathe, the water we drink, the food we eat. We're talking about the building blocks of life. And so, when we think about you know bringing healthy patients into our operating room, when you think about caring for these patients, you know we need to think outside of the operating room and think about the impacts that our care is having. You know, we've, we've done a great job as, as anesthesia professionals in making anesthesia safe for our patients. You know, it's remarkably safer than it was 20 years ago, let alone 50 years ago. But there, there's, you know, but that's come at a cost. And one of those costs has been that we use so many resources. And it's time for us to dig in and start to look at all the resources that we use and and you brought up a point, you know, a lot of times our sickest patients get the most resources and that's probably appropriate and makes sense. But many times we prepare as though we're going to have the sickest patients and we just have a regular patient. And so there are moments that we can really look at our care. And, and again, you know, we talked about anesthesia has an 
outsized influence based upon our gases alone. Just us doing simple things with our gases can make a huge difference. But even beyond that, you know, just really, you know, like really starting to adjust and, you know, be a little more focused in terms of the care that we deliver and matching our backup plans to the patient in front of us rather than, you know, having the same backup plan, which is, you know, you know, A through Z down with Z being ECMO, you know, for patients who are coming in for simpler cases, you know, just really thinking about, do I need to open that? You know, do we need all of these drugs up there? It's a start, but every time we make that choice, every time we reduce waste, we reduce our impact on the environment. And right now we're at a critical point in terms of biodiversity and climate, you know, like we're at a tipping point, you know, we can choose to continue on the ways we've gone, which is over consuming and outrunning our resources, or we can, we can take a step back and readjust our focus and try to align our consumption with what the world can provide for our growing population. Yeah, that's, I, I think that's really well said. I think the thing I'll add is that, you know, when we learn about patient safety, you know, as medical students, we really learn about sort of the adverse effects to the patient in front of us. And what I love about the idea of sustainable healthcare as the next patient safety movement is it really expands the scope of safety, right, to this this whole population level and, and what we can be doing for not only the patient in front of us, but preventing, you know, the harm to other patients in, in our, our, you know, in our, that we will see or that maybe we'll never have to see if we, if we have a more sustainable practice. So I, I just, I love that expansion of, of the scope of safety. advocate for sustainable healthcare at your institution? Let us know by tagging us on Twitter using the hashtag APSF podcast and join us next week as we continue the conversation with Myron McBride. If you have any questions or comments from today's show, please email us at podcast at APSF.org. Please keep in mind that the information in this show is provided for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical or legal advice. We hope that you will visit APSF.org for detailed information and check out the show notes for links to all the topics we discussed today. Let's keep the conversation about anesthesia patient safety going all week long in between the podcast show releases. We would love to connect with you on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and tag us in a patient safety-related tweet or like our next post on Instagram, like us on Facebook, or connect with us on LinkedIn. We can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, stay vigilant so that no one shall be harmed by anesthesia care. Anesthesia care.